0: Good Thursday, everyone. We have been talking about building a life of significance and have been sharing the seven foundation stones that this life is built upon. And we are dealing with the fourth foundation stone right now, and that is discovering the right perspective. You need to see things the way they really are. Our perspective can skew reality. We can think that something is a certain way, and it actually is not that way at all. It's just that we are looking at it from a skewed perspective. Now, this is exactly what can happen with us in life. We can think that things are a certain way, and if I want to achieve success and have significance, I have to act in a certain way. But in reality, many times, it's just the opposite of that many times the things that we think will bring us happiness in reality will bring us grief and hardship and so it's important that we have a right perspective on life we were sharing yesterday that there are three things usually that we seek after and that is possessions power and prestige we think if i have possessions if i have power and control if i get prestige, in other words, recognition and credit, then I'll be happy. And yet, the pursuit of these very things bring on happiness. That's why at the end of the Lord's Prayer, every time that we are to pray, Jesus taught his disciples and said, Pray that thine is the kingdom, thine is the power, thine is the glory. We need to finish every prayer with that kind of declaration, saying, Lord, it's your kingdom. You have the ownership. Lord, you have the power. You have the control and the authority. Lord is the glory. You have the prestige. You get the recognition. When we worship the Lord, when we put Him first in our life, then we gain a proper perspective on life and thus order it accordingly. I came across in my files a little article that really speaks to this, and it's entitled Tips on Being Miserable. And it begins, Do you want to be miserable? Here are some tips on how to fulfill your desires. The famed English writer, Charles Kingsley, once wrote, If you wish to be miserable, you must think about yourself, about what you want, what you like, and what respect people ought to pay to you. Then to you nothing will be pure. You will spoil everything you touch. You will make sin and misery out of everything God sends you. It goes on to say, Self-centered people are always unhappy. In the 1970s, Chaplain Earl J. Bay wrote a thought-provoking book entitled The Kingdom of Self, in which he describes seven attitudes of a self-centered individual. Here are a few of them. I am power. I can do anything I set my mind to. Have you ever heard that? I have. But that's an attitude of a self-centered individual. Here's another one. I am truth. Whatever I think is right. I am right. If people don't agree with me, they have a problem. I mean, I'm not the problem. They have a problem. problem. The focus is on self, on me. That's the perspective that they have. Here's another one. I am a Messiah. I don't need God. I can lift myself up by my own bootstraps. You know, you hear this one in many, many ways. People say, Ah, you know, God is a crutch. Christianity is a crutch. If you need it, that's fine. But I don't. Again, that is a perspective that says, I am strong. I am self-sufficient. I can do my own thing. I can lift myself up by my own bootstraps. And here's another one. I am perfect. If you don't meet my standard of perfection... I have the right to show disapproval. This kind of self-centered individual views and judges everyone else by their own ideas, their own opinions, and their own criteria. The article goes on to say, Any one of these attitudes will result in a life of misery. How much better is it to forsake the kingdom of self and live joyously in the kingdom of God? You see the fruit of misery everywhere. In crime, immorality, immorality, broken homes, and on and on. It almost always stems from self-centeredness and selfishness. It is always related to ignoring God and His commandments to self-sacrifice and to love. Lord, help us to have the right perspective. It is so natural to think of ourself. It seems so natural to say, I have the power. I can do it. I should decide for myself. I'm self-sufficient. But it is only when we get the right perspective of seeing that we are a creation. God is God. He's the one that should be worshipped. He's the one that has the power that is truth. He is the Messiah. He's the perfect one. When you see that and can humbly come before Him and we worship Him, then it puts things in the right perspective and we begin to experience life in the way that God desires. You know, I really don't know any other way to overcome pride than to worship the Lord. If you don't believe in God, no matter how humble you try to make yourself, there is still a measure of pride because there is nothing that we submit to outside of ourself. What we're really saying is, there's no God. The success I have is because of my hard work and what I have done. And people that don't believe in God, no matter how they try to be humble, there is still this taint about it. Because there's still within them this sense of, I am complete within myself. There is no God. There's no one that I need to submit to outside of myself. And thus, there's still a measure of pride that can never be eradicated from their life. I've met some very good people who are not Christians and do not believe in God. But as I look at their life, I sense pride. I I remember years ago having a neighbor when I first moved to Waterloo. And he was a nice man. And he came and he helped me do a lot of things in the house. And he was known in the neighborhood as always someone that would lend a helping hand. And was always there and willing to help people. But you know, the more I got to know him, the more he opened up to me. And I remember different times his sharing with me, sort of out of a bitterness of all the things he does for other people, but nobody recognizes him and no one said thank you and, and on and on. And, and I realized here was a man that outwardly did good works and outwardly was looked upon as a, as a really nice man. And yet, down in the depths of his heart, there was a bitterness because he didn't feel that he received the appreciation or the recognition that he should you know, we need to do whatever we do is on the Lord, not looking for recognition, not looking for what comes back to us as a result of our actions, without an acknowledgement of God, without a surrender to Him, then everything that we would do has this taint. It skews our perspective. We don't really see things the way that they are. You know, Jesus addressed this. He was constantly trying to get people to see reality. He would say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And in his preaching, he tried to give them the right perspective. And he dealt with his whole area of how to be happy in Matthew chapter 5. When he began to preach his message that's called the Sermon on the Mount. It says in Matthew 5 and verse 3, he said, Happy or blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He said, you know, it's not natural riches, but it's a poverty of your own spirit. It's being poor in your own spirit. In other words, humbling yourself, submitting yourself to God. That that really is the beginning of happiness that comes in our life. And then he went on to say, Happy are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. He said, it's not just a matter of overcoming difficult times in our life. We are going to go through times where we will cry and where we will puzzle why these things have happened to us. But he said, happiness comes out of a recognition that God will comfort us, that our comfort is coming from outside of the situation in which we are living. And then he went on to say, happy are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. It's not those that force their opinion, those that go in and just overpower everyone else. No, it's those that have a soft and a meek heart that's not depending upon their own strength, but is depending upon God's strength. And he's saying happiness comes and actually the benefits of this world, you will reap the benefits, you will inherit the earth. Those that have a meek heart, And as we've been saying, the only way true meekness can come is when we recognize someone that's greater than us, someone that created us, someone that is outside of us. And when you understand that, it gives you the right perspective and it brings a happiness and blessing to our life. He went on to say, And happy are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. He said, Your hunger, your pursuit, of things should not be that which is natural. Don't just fill your natural lust, your natural desires, your natural hungers. But seek the righteousness of God. And we've already said in days gone by, Jesus taught that we should seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And then all these other things will be added to us. This is true happiness. This is the right perspective on life. Then he went on to say, Happy or blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. It's not those who seek vengeance and those that would judge everyone else according to their own views. But when we have mercy in our life and we can hope that people get what they don't deserve because we understand we are not getting what we deserve because we deserve judgment. We deserve death. But God has forgiven us. And when you experience that and can extend that to others, happiness, blessing comes to our life as a result. Then he goes on to say happy and blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God it is only when we unite our heart and there is a purity inside that purity outwardly can come to our life. It's not just trying to change our outward actions, but purity starts in the heart and happiness comes when God gives us a new heart, gives us of his spirit and changes us from the inside out. All of these teachings of Jesus was trying to give the people a right perspective on life. I'm asking God, help me. I'm praying and asking that the Lord would help everyone listening today to have the right perspective on life. Well, we're up against the clock again, and our time is gone, but we'll be back tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God, and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.